Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On, on the Mark. Mark. I'm, I'm Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> I have nothing else to do today, so I'm not busy, so I'm well, here. Well, I'll vote for you, Kev. <laughs> You would. You can be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, because you don't like positive change and things to happen in Washington. So so what you, positive change are we getting here? <laughs> with Kevin McCarthy? Well, he's trying to be the reasonable, uh, you know, non-MAGA The adult in the room as opposed to the childish other. <laughs> it's the Freedom Caucus, the childish others, <laughs> brother. <laughs> All right. Welcome, welcome aboard. So here's the show, folks. Well, I knew E.B. would comment on this, and, and she did not disappoint. All right. one 800 Seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We can start out talking about Kevin McCarthy. He's passed three votes so far and still isn't the Speaker of the U.S. House, something he's wanted to be for a long time. And uh, so we can talk about that. What's, what dynamic is here? I think he's going to summon President Trump to call some of the Freedom Caucus people and tell them to ease up uh, so we can get a little bit more MAGA going in Washington, D.C. So <laughs> A little more MAGA going. <laughs> right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Make America great, great again. What's yes. wrong with that? Not a thing, except that the term MAGA has come to have a negative connotation because of people on the left spinning it into insurrectionists and rioters. And <laughs> we didn't do it. You guys did it. <laughs> well, as we did was observe. We're just passive right, observers right. in here. Fall down the abyss here. Yes, very passive observers. I mean, I want to know nothing about Democratic corruption or Joe Biden's son. No, no, we don't. Nothing to see here. We don't want to even look into this. Well. Uh, the, both the Freedom Caucus and uh, Kevin McCarthy say they absolutely want to get to the bottom of the Hunter Biden laptop. So, boy, I'll tell oh, you what. Well, I think the there's, probably, there's some pretty interesting stuff on the bottom of Hunter Biden's there's laptop. There's a very important priority there. I understand he looked at some pornography at some point on the laptop. So that would make him, oh, pretty normal in America. <laughs> so yeah, we so you look at a lot of porno, do you, on your laptop? Well, no, never, <laughs> never, never, because uh, it's a station-issued laptop, so that's all I need is for them to find that in the history and bring it up at a function or something. So no, <laughs> definitely not. I never would, never have. Well, don't. some of your searches are questionable, though, on Google. <laughs> My Google searches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've seen them, you know. I have concealable handguns <laughs> for talk shows. Uh, let's see, what else have I looked up? Uh, Great Horror Babylon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the pornography. Pornography sites came, came up. up, right? All right, but anyway, all right. So welcome on board, everybody. It's a vibrant, open show. We'd love to hear from you. Topic of your selection, but we'll start out talking about Kevin McCarthy. CBS has offered to lend us one of their experts during the 9 a.m. hour. So we'll let you know. No, which expert are they? Well, uh, Scott McFarlane, Steve Portnoy, and Allison Keyes are the folks that are monitoring All the right. U.S. House. So I think it'll be one of them. We'll send them a note and see uh, who's, who it might be. So we're trying.
line for that. So we'll keep uh, Lynn Hall, our fabulous producer, uh, apprised of that. If we get a number for the CBS person, we'll let them know. But we can talk about Kevin McCarthy or whatever, whatever you want to call this in Washington uh, or in the State House. The uh, State House yesterday picked an independent individual from Berks County to well, be actually the speaker. Well, actually, he is a de- was a registered Democrat. There's some question about whether or not he changed, but he certainly seems to be somebody who wants to go down the middle and be supportive, said he won't caucus with either side. But, of course, that apparently has been the tradition with the state Speaker of the House. So right, is to try to stay in the middle. Well, certainly... Uh, maybe the Washington House could take a closer look at the Pennsylvania House and do something similar. <laughs> well, and I haven't... I, I've seen the MAGA folks put up their names, you know, the uh, Jordan and... Um, well, Jim Jordan doesn't want the job. Right, or he says he doesn't want the yeah, job. Supposedly, but in any but event... But as Shakespeare said, I, me thinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> you think that's what's <laughs> happening here. He's laying low. All right, but anyway, yeah, so we can chit-chat about that. State House, State Senate, Kim Ward, new president of the Senate, so she is uh, large and in charge down there and probably going to do a super job. Uh, by all accounts, she's a a good leader. And she we made Josh a very Shapiro. good decision early on in John Gordner, making John her counsel. Mm-hmm. So, so bad for us, but good bad for, for us. Her. Yeah, but good for her. So uh, well, but we'll, we might end up with uh, we have good candidates. We hope to hear from some of the candidates who yes. are going to run for state senate. So may I ask you a question? Yes. Who sponsors this program? All right. Back at the beginning, <laughs> on the market sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line is open one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemarket.com. You can also text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And uh, we would love to hear from you however you wish to contact us uh, today. We do have some emails that relate to uh, Kevin McCarthy and the U.S. House of Representatives. So, Joe, if you would. Yes, uh, this is from EB. And, of course, you you almost figured the tone of this. So if I just say it's from EB, that should be enough. But she says, once again, the GOP proved itself to be a massive clown show with their pathetic failure to choose a Speaker of the House. This is clearly a group of people who aren't even remotely prepared to govern. They can't seem to do the most basic task they're supposed to accomplish on day one. Democrats, on the other hand, came unified and prepared, and they make the Republicans look even more disgraceful in the process. How are the American people supposed to have confidence in the GOP when they start off on such a disorganized, chaotic, incompetent note? Perhaps the best hope for the Republicans is to see if the Barnum and Bailey Circus is hiring so they can be with the other clowns. <laughs> Clearly, Democrats are ready to lead. Republicans can't get their heads out of their collective butt. <laughs> okay. You know, E.B. is just so fair and impartial and balanced. <laughs> well, she's not. She's partisan. But, you know, <laughs> okay, you know me. I try to portray a bad liberal on the show, but I'll set that hat aside for now. Is it not this the right way to do things in Washington? Do you want your leaders to be lemmings? And if you have disagreements on what should happen? Should you not stand up for those ideals? Isn't that what we sent folks there to do, to well, try to be I think that the problem thinkers? I have is that these people who are these 20, or I guess it originally was like 16, now it's 20 people who mm-hmm. are opposing Speaker uh, McCarthy for the speakership, uh, you know, they went in with demands. And, and I don't know how far you go in making demands. In other words, do you really want somebody who was so encumbered with promises he or she made to 
to other people that they can't effectively do the job they were supposed to be doing. I mean, this idea that one or one member can stand up and call for uh, the speaker to be removed is absurd. Well, now, yeah, Nancy Pelosi got rid of that reasonable rule. demands too. Well, yeah, there are some there are some things that they're doing, but you know, they've been accused of shifting the goalposts all the time, and I think that's what they've been doing. Okay. I'm really disappointed in Scott Perry. I mean, the guy's <laughs> first of all leading riots, and now he can't even it won't even do what's best for the party. He wears and his MAGA hat to church. What's best for the party right now is for the Republicans, and I agree with EB on this, to govern. You know, to do what they can in the House, do the things they said they were going to do. Whoa. The American people, if if they had said, you know, we're not, we're going to get down there, and the first thing we're going to do is fight like hell over who's going to be the Speaker of the House. I don't think they'd have gotten the eight vote, uh, eight vote majority they did get. All right, Cindy, you'll be the first caller on this topic. Good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Wow, Joe, I really have to disagree with you. First of all, why shouldn't one member of the House be able to stand up and call into question the leadership and bring up a vote? We're not saying fire them. We're saying bring up a vote. Why would that be wrong? Well, because I mean, I th- you, you liken this to an uh, employment situation. Those people aren't employed by the Speaker of the House. They're employed by their constituents but back Cindy, in their district. Would you, That's would you who they're want, responsible to. Would you have want somebody to be able to come up to you as a nurse and say, I don't think Cindy's doing her job? And one person you know, causes you to have to go through a whole administrative process. Whoa, what if or they have a valid reason? Well, yeah, that's, Joe, a, that's a little different. That's exactly what can happen. People one can person. write a letter to the state board, one unhappy patient, and call my care into question and provoke an investigation that could indeed mean that I lose my license. Yes. Yes. But what kind you know, of... Here's the problem. You, your vision of how government should work is that a group of people get together behind closed doors no. and decide <laughs> what will happen for us and then come out and put on a dog and pony show. I want a government that says, let's just put that all out here in the light of day. You just stand out here. If, if, Mr. If, if the Speaker opposes a bill, whatever bill it might be, they should have to come out and say that. And they should really only have one vote against 435, if I remember correctly, about whether or not that vote moves forward. But instead, the process, history, has imbued that position with the right to block every single bill, whether it's good or not. Now, that's just wrong. You know, that whole, remember that whole um, cartoon they had about how a bill gets passed? Oh, not so much, because they forgot to put in there that the Speaker of the House can block any bill at whim, that the committee chairperson can block any bill at whim, no matter how good, no matter how citizens suggested. You know, I sent Mark an email about things that uh, Scott Perry said that the coalition had asked for. And I think they're perfectly reasonable things. All they're asking for, let me point this out, is a vote. You people, stand up here and say yay or nay. It may be that all of the things they ask for fail, but at least they got a vote. But right now, the way this process works, whoever's the speaker can just refuse to allow those issues like how to control the border, for example, like a balanced budget act, 
they can just block them so they never get voted. And all that does is perpetuate the crap that's going on down there. But that's the same thing in the state house. I mean, we couldn't yes, get a vote is. on the floor for the radar bill in Pennsylvania because they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't put it up. You know, Which I agree you with you that I know. about for two years now, at least. <laughs> I know. And listen, I agree with you about that part of it. I don't think that they should have absolute power to keep bills from getting onto the floor. But they do have a, a function called a discharge petition, where members can say, listen, get this vote out of committee, get this vote on the floor. But the problem is that they get retribution if they do something like that. And that's not going to change, no matter what the system is. If they're more concerned about their potential to lose a committee assignment or lose a chairman than they are about getting the bill advanced, then that's exactly what we're going to get. Well, it seems, I don't quite grasp. You know, when I was in the school board, I was on several committees. I, if I had not been on those committees, my life would have moved along. I would have still had the votes <laughs> that I had. I, I think those committees in Congress have just turned into shows. You know, they get on television and they ask these ridiculous questions. They make long speeches they never care about or even sometimes listen to the answer of the person that they're interrogating. The committees have become a joke, a total joke. <laughs> well, we're not that and far apart. I agree with you on that. I Joe's mean, testified in front of some of these committees. Yes, I have testified, including <laughs> one for Congress. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I don't see any problem with voting on these things that he suggested, a fair tax act. What is wrong with saying to ourselves, some people in this country are very unhappy with the tax system. Let's propose an alternative, and this is the important part, give it a vote. If it fails, hey, you had your chance. But we don't allow that to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to even allow that to be voted on. It never even makes it. That's what troubles me about these speaker positions, these board heads. That's an abuse. When I was on the school board, I, was, I became the head of the extracurricular committee, and a new sport was proposed to be added. I was adamantly against it, adamantly against it. But as the chairperson, I believed that the process should be that these people got a vote. The people who wanted this new and costly sport to be added to the regime down there at the school. Mm. And they got their vote. Because, now I could have blocked it. I could have said, nope, we're not going to discuss it in the committee. Would that have been fair? No, that would have been no. the way they do things in the state I like Don't you, don't I like you the think, words Joe, you <laughs> that your radar bill should come up for a vote? Sure I do, up or down, one way or the other. Exa there you go. I think that applies to all these things, not just to your pet thing. I liked, I liked your description of the people as board heads. <laughs> board heads. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better what than noggins, right? Not not uh, what was the sport back at Sealands Grove? Was it soccer? No, lacrosse. Oh, I got you. Which okay. is a very expensive sport. And gotcha. at the time, it was available to kids in the community. Let me put it to you from my perspective. I studied ballet for many years. No, no school dollars were spent to provide me with ballet. That was provided by my mother. <clears throat> and that is how I believe, and, and let's be honest, right now, most of the kids who study, I'm not aware of any public school that offers ballet or tap or any of those kinds of things as a program in the school at the expense of the taxpayers. Nope, they're in the community. Yep, well, they should. Exactly. Those right. parents accept that burden. Why shouldn't that be the way with all these things? And lacrosse is very costly to have. Well, they won. They won. And I again, I could have abused, as I see it, abused my position and refused to move that issue forward, but I don't believe that's right. 
And that's what is my frustration about what goes on with Congress. And especially the, the audacity that one person, Nancy Pelosi or Boehner or, uh, gosh, I forget his name, that young guy after him, that any of those people, that single person, decides whether or not the American people get a vote on that issue. That's just wrong. They have a bill they want voted on about <clears throat> immigration and controlling the border. But... Mrs. Pelosi has blocked it, and and uh, McCarthy refuses to guarantee it a vote. Just right, we got give you. it a vote. Okay. Well, Thank we're you. looking for lemmings in Washington, not individual free thinkers who want good government. So this is not going to work out. He's on see. CNN. Well, see, Don Lemmings. There is lies the <laughs> In the morning now, <laughs> right. right? All right. Thank you, Cindy. Thank Thanks you, so much Thanks, for calling Cindy. in. Great opinion. But she's uh, got a she's got a point. I mean, there's no arguing. She has a point. Right. But I I don't think that I don't think that all these you know what what she's saying is going to happen no matter what. Because people, as long as their primary focus is getting reelected, getting the committee assignments yeah, they want to get... getting Hunter Biden. Well, that's not wrong Dr. necessarily. Fauci. Is that wrong? Look at... Were the well, investigations of Donald Trump wrong? Were well, they wrong? I don't know. you have to look at each one. But the fact is, you know, Hunter Biden is being investigated by the U.S. Justice Department. Do we need the U.S. Congress to do so also? Well, of course, one of the things the Republicans want to investigate is the FBI and the justice system in this country. <laughs> Right, to see if how well you know to find out when, how when you find and did you see this morning the latest revelation just very quickly of uh, of the um, um, Twitter dumps and it seems that uh, Mr. Uh, the guy I call the pencil neck geek whose name escapes me at the moment uh, mm. from California the congressman um, head of the uh, intelligence committee or was the intelligence Jordan com- no, oh, no 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 uh, oh can't think of his name anyhow he actually contacted. Huh? Schiff? Schiff, Adam Schiff. Okay. He actually contacted, maybe that, no, Adam Schiff's from New York, isn't he? I wouldn't say well, I actually remember whoever anyway. the, Whoever I'm th- thinking of contacted the Twitter people and tried to get them to suspend accounts of people whose opinions he didn't like. Mm. And, of course, all the while denying that he had any, that, that, that they were uh, suppressing free speech. And that's what's wrong with this country. Well, did frankly. they do so for him? No, they actually turned him down. I was proud of them, but they did turn <laughs> oh, him down. Yeah, they're such but a the good fact company. But the fact that he asked, mm-hmm. you know, go, you're trying to use his influence to stifle someone else's free speech, isn't that reprehensible? Well, you know, it's on a private platform. If a private company isn't wants Isn't that to... reprehensible that he, that a member of Congress, the government, nah, put pressure know. on this private company? Uh, they didn't put pressure on him. He just asked them. But anyway. That's pressure coming from a congressman. If the United States congressman came in here and said, Mark, I'd like you to shine my shoes, <laughs> would you feel a certain amount of pressure to shine his shoes? If Fred Keller <laughs> brings in shoes that are dull and and says, Mark, I'll participate in a 15-minute Q&A, I have no problem shining his shoes. I've done many shoes in my lifetime. <laughs> many, many, many. You shine them while he's on the air, right? Uh, no. Has There's to an offer them. Fred can't refuse. He has to hand them to us. <laughs> okay. So. All right. 1-800-795. Five nine five six five. I haven't shined shoes. Oh my gosh, almost four days. One eight hundred seven nine. I've seen your shoes. I agree with that assessment. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars. Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on uh, the mark. We've got two callers lined up with a relatively short amount of time, so we'll go right to the phones. Uh, Ken from Loganton, PA, you are on the mark. Yeah, the gentleman you were trying to think of was Shifty Schiff. Was it Schiff? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just don't agree with the Republicans letting the Democrats pick the leader of the House. You think That's what it's coming down to. You know, I wonder, what wouldn't that be a smart move on their part if they said went over and said, listen, we'll get you the votes you need, uh, uh, McCarthy, to make you the speaker, you know, in return for a couple of small concessions. You think that would be a smart plan? <laughs> Everybody does that, so why not? Well, all right. Yeah, it's called negotiation. Yeah, but they've exactly. all voted. For, they've all voted in lockstep for Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, you know, and there, yeah, there's I some, know. And what, what, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna support the Republican agenda. I mean, no, I don't think he would I either. Don't <laughs> no, I don't think he and, would either. Uh, he's gonna fold to the Democrats. And I don't, I don't see that the Democrats ever did that. I mean, at least not in the last four years. Well, one of our listeners sent us a note. I think this is from Capital Star or something like that. But it says, Representative Scott Perry said he and other conservative members of the House laid out conditions for McCarthy, but that he balked when faced with them. Those conditions included a promise to vote on a balanced budget, the Texas border plan, term limits for members of Congress, and the Fair Tax Act, which would create a national sales tax on certain services and property to replace the current income tax, payroll taxes, and estate and gift taxes. Perry said, quote, we request transparent, accountable votes on individual earmarks that would require two-thirds to support to pass and to ensure that all amendments would cut spending would be allowed floor consideration, unquote. Perry said he dismissed it. Talking about, uh, yeah. of course, McCarthy. I don't think I don't think McCarthy's the man for us either. I just don't see a lot of backbone in that man. Well, who would you like? <laughs> you don't want to hear it. Oh. Donald Trump. Matt I think see Paul Ryan in there again. He's about as rhino as they come. <laughs> Matt Gates, Jim Jordan. Well, you know, I Matt Gates, Jim Jordan is a good Jim I or figured. Jim Banks. Yeah, I don't think Jim Jordan would be the worst thing that could happen. I don't either. I, I think him, I think, and you can work with him too. I really do believe that you could work with him. He's not unreasonable. Right. He's trying to come up with a compromise on this. Strangely enough, these days. And he's tough. Yeah. You know, you, he, he isn't going to take any crap from anybody. No, he isn't. That's what you need someone up there. I mean, I don't, like Cindy said, you don't need somebody up there that's going to table this or, you know, push this back or not bring it to the floor. 
need somebody that's going to be fair, honest, and look at things as as they are. I mean, as they really are. Yeah, the I border agree. situation. If you can't see, there's a situation at the border. Apparently, you're living in another country. Well, Kamala Harris says it's we need some leadership. Well, on Kamala the border. Harris she, wouldn't know her butt from a hole in the ground. Well, anyway, <laughs> she says that we well, need she some might. Le- <laughs> she lead needs some leader. We need some leadership on this, so she wants it to come from the U.S. Congress. <laughs> right, right. So it was supposed to we'll come see. from her. Surprisingly enough. Well, that's another topic. <laughs> exactly. You would think it would, uh, being the czar. Bizarre, maybe. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> All right, we got you, Ken. Thank you so much for calling in. I like that. The border Thank bizarre. You. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> yeah, that gotta, Thanks. Got to find a different name. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. The Republicans need to get their head out of their butt to start with. Well, that's what EB said. No further than that because I don't know what's going to happen down D.C. That's what EB but said. You agree with EB. She said the Republicans yeah. need to get their heads out of their butt. Collective butt. Well, yeah, they do. But so do the Democrats, in all fairness, because they have their heads thoroughly buried up their butt. Anyways. <laughs> Jeez. Got a lot of uh, butt talk today. <laughs> now, Mark. Yes, sir. You continue this. When talked about Twitter censoring and canceling people and violating their rights, that it's a private company, blah, 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 blah. I would agree with you up to a point. And that point is when the FBI and the other uh, security state agencies come into uh, Twitter and the other tech giants and say that they, we need to stop this speech, this speech, this speech, because we say it's disinformation when it has been proven out to be true. Okay, that's where the problem comes in. All right, so the FBI is misbehaving. The private companies just doing whatever the heck they want to, apparently. No, they're doing the bidding of the FBI, which is a serious problem. Well, okay, then. between the two, the colluding with the FBI. They talked about Trump colluding with Russia, which didn't happen, but people got canceled for saying that. They well, put out the information. The, the New York Post, Post put out the information, or tried to, on Twitter about Hunter Biden laptop and the collusion of the Biden family, including Joey, with the Chicoms, the Russians, and Ukraine. But Stan, they canceled that's, that's that. their prerogative. And that was done at the behest of the FBI. That's their prerogative. They're a private company. No, yes. it's not. <laughs> okay. They're violating people's speech. When the FBI gets involved, no, that's not. government. It's a private what does the First Amendment say? <laughs> they will make no law prohibiting the spe- speech, right? right? Yeah, that relates Basically. to government, not private companies. No, 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 no. When the government is involved doing it, it is a violation of the First Amendment. And the government is the FBI. The FBI is the government. They are in violation. And I have a story here about a MAGA hat and a teacher where free speech was the issue and it involved not the government. All right, call back, Stan. We'll, we'll let you finish up. Yeah, we'll let you finish. But anyway, Twitter's a private company. You know, the FBI is misbehaving. There's no argument about that. But that's not Twitter's fault. If they choose to kowtow to them, that's That's their prerogative. We'll have lots more discussion during the 9 a.m. hour. We hope to hear from somebody from CBS News. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> Joe and I lamenting some <laughs> of the uh, poor priority choices we've made over the years <laughs> that have been pointed out by our lovely brides. 
You're listening to On The Mark. This is WKOK Sunbury, Lynn Hall, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. So we appreciate her help and hard work making sure everything uh, is uh, good to go. Uh, you are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK's On The Mark program. It's an open phones program. We had uh, talked about trying to get a CBS guy on uh, for a woman. Allison Keys is available from Washington, D.C., but uh, they are all booked up this morning. So we'll oh, shoot for no. tomorrow morning. We're first on the list tomorrow morning morning, though, so that that much is good. All right. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We've started out the show talking about the Kevin McCarthy votes yesterday. Uh, some of the members uh, who are the 20-some folks that are voting against Kevin McCarthy are members of the Freedom Caucus. It's more of a MAGA-oriented group, but they have a series of priorities that are worthy of discussions, border security, balanced budget, and things along this line, uh, but uh, they are written in the form of demands, so maybe that's what's uh, uh, the big thing there. But President uh, Trump apparently going to get involved today and encourage individuals to pull the Republican Party together, so they're going to the head buffoon to try <laughs> to make sure that there's... The head buffoon. To try to get them to there stop There you it. go again. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get them to stop acting like a bunch of animals. So uh, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, Republicans making sure that they become... The head buffoon by the light of the moon was combing his auburn hair. Oh, uh, auburn. <laughs> oh, it's more like orange. But I know, anyway. but I, that's the old come to the animal fair. Oh, is there. it? Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, so those are... The birds and the beasts were there. What we have talked about <laughs> so far. Stan was on the phone when the break began, so I have news headlines in front of me, but we'll go to Stan and let him finish. Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you again for calling. Finish. Good. Yeah, Joe, you were saying something about a hat and a shirt. Hat and a shirt? Yeah, the, the circus. Oh, yeah, it was a, it's a teacher. The U.S. Court of Appeals in the Ninth District ruled that a former Washington teacher's decision to bring a Make America Great Again hat to a school training was protected speech under the First Amendment. The school uh, tried to get him to stop it, and they threatened him, uh, according to him, and intimidated him, and he went to court, and he won. Okay. It's a longer story, but I, I don't want to you know, take your time up by reading it now. Well, that uh, makes perfect sense. A teacher loses uh, freedom of speech when he goes becomes a teacher. Well, he didn't do this at school. He did it at an he did it at school, but not at a te- not at a student event. It was a an in service day function. He didn't wear his hat into the school, but he put his hat on the table where people could see it. And guess what? They felt threatened and intimidated. <laughs> by seeing this hat, and so he was asked to take get rid of it and not bring it back. Well, he didn't do that. Matter of fact, the next time there was another event like that, he wore it again, and they got their knickers in a twist. <laughs> <laughs> a little snowflake can handle, handle a, piece of, a piece of cloth, huh? Right. Well, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I felt every time I see a MAGA hat, I feel threatened. <laughs> why, why did the okay. school talk about What did the school say was wrong with that? That's this? like me saying I see a Black Lives Matter sign in the window and I feel threatened. <laughs> what did the school say about this? Why didn't they think that was appropriate? Well, Sounds pretty uh, because people were felt intimidated and threatened by his decision to have the hat with him. <laughs> the principal, Carolyn uh, Garrett, reportedly approached him about the hat and told him to use better judgment. Right. Dodge then brought the hat to another training before the 20. 
2019-2020 school year. In court documents, Dodge said he was verbally attacked by Garrett and other school employees after bringing the hat again and that retaliation amounted to a violation of his First Amendment's rights. And he then filed a lawsuit, which he won at the Court of Appeals. Well, and we all know that you shouldn't be intimidated by MAGA nuts because they are non-violent. MAGA nuts. Right, they're non-violent. So right? anybody who believes we should make America great again is a nut, in your opinion. No, there's, there's a difference. <laughs> there's MAGA hat wearers that you and I know, and then there's MAGA nuts that do insurrections. So which which is which? You just have to... When, uh, when did an insurrection happen, Mark? Uh, there was an attempted insurrection on an January 6th last year. Oh, okay. So there was an insurrection, or there was an attempted insurrection. Right, yeah, or there they was did not succeed. a riot, which was made, <laughs> done by stupid people, instigated by some undercover FBI agent. Right, okay. it was normal we'll, tourism. We'll, we'll let it go at that, because <laughs> it is. But guaranteed, every one of those people that were offended or scared or whatever, threat, felt threatened by, those, by that MAGA hat, all voted for Biden. Guaranteed. Mm, you never know. Uh, almost a guarantee. Is there anybody with any common sense? I don't think they did. I think foolish. they voted for a but wide range of there individuals. Again, as, as a school board, the school board fired. Did they fire him or did they just threaten him? What, what uh, was that, no, they did not fire him. Uh, the okay. court, uh, yeah. No, he okay. was not fired. All right. So, but there again is, that is a government entity. The school board is a government entity with a force that can take your home away from you if you don't pay your school taxes, correct? Yep. Okay. So they're a government entity. They were violating his free speech. Okay. They didn't make any law, but they were violating it. Just like FBI and the security state going into Twitter and telling them what they can and can't put on their site because they don't want this information getting out there. And the White House comes from the podium with when Saki was on the, on the podium, and you know, as the communications director and. Uh, press secretary, she said that they were working with Twitter to suppress what they considered misinformation. It was about COVID and some other stuff at the time, which a lot of it has been proven to be true. And so that was the government working with these private companies to violate people's rights. That is against the law, the Constitution. <laughs> well, you know, they also claimed in this suit, uh, the uh, the school district claimed that he was disrupting the process. And the judge wrote something I find very, very astute and very accurate. She said that some may not like the political message being conveyed as par for the course and cannot itself be a basis for finding disruption of a kind that outweighs the speaker's First Amendment rights. She said concern over the reaction to controversial or disfavored speech itself does not justify restricting such speech. Well, that was a Trump-appointed judge. No, I don't. It doesn't say. The story doesn't say who appointed I know. Her. I'm just harassing you. I have no idea. Well, All right, disruption. Stan. So him setting a hat on the table is disrupting something. That's a Apparently Boy, the way they believed it. people. <laughs> <laughs> yep, All I right, agree. But that's not why you called, Stan. Well, no, that, that, that's why I called back. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I got it out there what I wanted to say about Twitter and, and, and it being a private company and not violating speech, because they were. with the Under the auspices of the federal government, basically threatening them. So you got the federal government threatening them to do this. Now, you got a lot of people in there that agreed with the federal government, doing it because that's coming out in those in the twitter files that musk is releasing so yeah a lot of people going for that they didn't have a problem with it but they were still all violating people's free speech when they did it 
All right, we got you. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. All right, have a good one. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor. Please check out their main address, which is sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you talking about Kevin McCarthy, although uh, Twitter is uh, up for discussion at the moment. Are they violating free speech if they say yes to the FBI, which is encouraging them to suppress certain kinds of speech and uh, maybe conservatives or liberals or somebody along that line? Is it a free speech violation to uh, regulate a MAGA hat that's in plain sight at some sort of a meeting of a school district? Uh, Some school districts said yes, but a bigger judge has said no. Stand down. They felt threatened and intimidated because of that hat. You should be standing up for free speech, not restricting it. That's right. All right. We do have some very brief news headlines here, but call us now with your opinion on these topics. 1-800-795-9565. Snyder County DA has made it official. He's running for judge in Snyder and Union Counties. Mike Pietzu, an attorney for 25 years and DA for about half of that, says he wants to replace the retiring judge, Mike Shawley. He's president of the Snyder County Bar Association, or, well, Pietzu is president of the Snyder County Bar Association and former president of the Pennsylvania DA's Association, active in the community in a number of endeavors. You can read more about his candidacy and announcement at WKOK.com. T.J. Ike, president and CEO of the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce, is holding a workshop today where they're going to talk about hiring individuals who have spent some jail time. When folks get released into general population, you know, they want to have a job. They want to support themselves and their family. They want to make a difference. But if no one gives them the opportunity, the only resort they have to survive is to turn back what got them incarcerated. You can hear more about that to workshop on the WKOK podcast page. Pennsylvania House Democrats and a handful of Republicans joined together Tuesday to pick the chamber's new speaker, but not the person most expected. State Representative Mark Rosie of Berks County, a survivor of child sexual abuse who's pushed for the creation of a civil window to bring lawsuits against abusers, was named presiding officer with 115 votes. All Democrats voted for Rossi, as did 16 Republicans, including those in leadership. Going into Tuesday, the chamber's razor-thin margin led to intense clashes between Democrats and Republicans over control and great uncertainty over who would win enough votes to become Speaker. We have more about uh, this Spotlight PA article at WKOK.com. The state Senate has elected Westmoreland County Senator Kim Ward as the first female president pro tem. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story. Ward says she hopes to lead Pennsylvania in a positive direction and she urges Republicans and Democrats to work together to get things done. We are not all the same party or ideology, but we are all here for one basic reason, to make change for the betterment of the people we represent. And we are blessed to have been given the opportunity to do that. Ward noted that at 16, there are now more women serving as state senators than ever before. Meantime, amid the celebration of opening day, the Senate paused for a moment of silence to remember Brackenridge Police Chief Justin McIntyre, who died in the line of duty Monday. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
WHTM is reporting flags are at half-staff in Pennsylvania following the shooting death of Brackenridge Police Chief Justin McIntyre. McIntyre was shot in the line of duty January 2nd while pursuing a fleeing parole violation suspect in Allegheny County. Governor Tom Wolf ordered Commonwealth flags to immediately flown at half-staff at all Commonwealth facilities, public buildings, and grounds. They will remain at half-staff until Chief McIntyre's internment date. Authorities in western Pennsylvania say five guns were recovered from the shooting suspect who was killed by police after two other officers were wounded. State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, the governor-elect, and slain Breckowitz Chief McIntyre ran towards danger to keep Pennsylvania safe, and he made the ultimate sacrifice in service to the community, unquote. The second officer was in stable condition with a leg wound and a third officer hit by shrapnel after that incident. Monday. And finally, former Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman officially sworn in as Pennsylvania's newest U.S. Senator Tuesday. Don't know anything else about that. They don't say Did much else. Did he have closed captioning? Uh, nobody was wearing a suit. Oh, uh, a was picture. he? Okay, he well, that's good. I thought he was going to go down there in a hoodie. In Carthearts. <laughs> Sweats. Well, he might serve some of his time in that, but he has a suit. He's been wearing that. This is a new suit. A suit. <laughs> yeah, he's lost about 50 pounds. And, well, he had a black one before that he would wear to some things, but as he campaigned, he didn't get a new suit, so it was a little large for him because since the stroke, he lost some weight. Now he has a new suit. It's kind of gray, and it fits him much better. Well, that's good. So, I'm glad he made just, an, a decent appearance. Just to be perfectly uh, uh, trivial about it. Okay. All right, well, we invite folks to call us today about any of our elected or sworn in people, uh, Representative Rosie, taken over as the Speaker of the House in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, no one yet in charge of the Speaker of the House gavel in Washington, D.C. So They're going to vote again today. I thought uh, they might get started early this morning, but they haven't so far. So there might be another three or four votes today if that's necessary. The only thing that, you know, I, this doesn't really bother me. It seems to me that this is the uh, uh, proper exercise of democracy. You know, you want, you have demands and you have interests and you want them stood up for, and that's fine. Well, but you know, if it were... The only other thing I'll say about this is that McCarthy said yesterday, or uh, on Sunday, we had this. We have this handled. Not to worry. We have this handled. You know. So was he lying then, or is he lying now, or did he? Was he just trying? I don't to know. But if this were the Democrats, E.B. would be saying, "Well, I don't know what all the fuss is about. This is an it's exercise normal. in democracy. We're we're making sure that every opinion is heard. Every every person gets to say, have their say. This is what good. But government if it's a Republican, like. what's well, a clown showing? They got their head up their butt. <laughs> More butt talk. Come on now. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take the first break of the hour. Right, posterior then. Would that be all right? It, it, Would you no, find that more acceptable? It's all right, but it's fine. We, we can say that. I think all right. We've, we've sunk it That's into that. That's with two T's. <laughs> we've sunk it into that abyss, <laughs> so we might as well stay there. All right. 1-800-79. Try not to visualize that too much, folks. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we uh, have no callers waiting, so we're talking about Kevin McCarthy and the debacle in Washington. Is it a debacle? Or the good government in Washington. It doesn't bother me a bit. I think this is perfectly normal. If it were the Democrats, the yeah, Republicans will be having a meltdown, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, you can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM, or call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Should Kevin McCarthy be the next speaker of the U.S. House? There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Or are we just listening to good music? I thought we were listening to Back to the 80s. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of our listeners says, wrong again. Stan, the school board can't take your house away for not paying taxes. That's the county. Well, I don't know about that. It's if you don't just, pay your taxes, somebody's going to take your house back. If you don't pay your taxes, I know you can get school taxes, because we had a neighbor that did this, declined to pay school taxes, and they placed a lien on the home. Now, they didn't put the house up for a tax sale, but they did put a lien on the house, so technically you've lost it, but you're still there. Well, you sell it, you don't get the money. Right. It goes so, to them uh, first. Yeah, that's a good question, because property taxes are so spread out among municipalities and school boards and county that I think... Uh, it's hard to say which is the one. I guess the counties. The, yes, you certainly hear about counties doing tax sales of of homes. Well, I can tell you that it can be a long and excruciating process. But in the end, something does happen. You lost your home? No, no. I'm talking about my experience in municipal government over the years, dealing with people who've you let don't. their properties decline and who haven't paid taxes and things like that. So. Yeah, Sunbury's got the gold standard for dealing with that. We'll have to give them that credit for that. Uh, Cindy, one minute is uh, no problem. Go right ahead. You know what concerns me about what's happened in the Pennsylvania House is this. There are three amendments to the Constitution which were proposed and passed in the uh, House and Senate in the last session. And the process for amending the Constitution requires in two subsequent um, sessions the bills have to pass. So they have to pass again in this session. So here goes my very issue. Can and will that gentleman who's just been elected the Speaker of the House refuse to bring these up for a vote and thereby block them? And if he does, this will be just like the bill that was almost passed a few years ago to reduce the number of legislators. Once again, we allow a small minority of people to stop the will of the people. What happens after these amendments get passed by the House well, they don't, and Senate? Well, they don't become law. They go on the ballot, and the people of Pennsylvania decide whether or not we should have these amendments to the Constitution. Now, frankly, I ask you, what is more democratic than allowing the people to decide? All right, we Direct got you. choice. Good point. Thank right. you, Cindy. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I think, on the other hand, could could you not argue that this is the democratic process? We elected uh, representatives to go to Harrisburg and do good things on our behalf, and uh, and sometimes to veto things or to not let things that other folks like go through. And this is what they're doing. But Cindy's right. I mean, uh, you you know, you can make all sorts of arguments. Oh, it would just impede the House's business if we allowed every bill to be voted on all the time. You know. <laughs> but why not? That's what they're there to do, and it doesn't and, take much. And we'll call it democracy. And I think the thing that bothers me most about this process is that people avoid going on the record. 
In other words, they say, oh, they come back home and say, oh, yes, I support your radar bill. That's a great bill. And the municipal police, I stand four square with them. Then they go back there and, hey, don't bring that up for a vote. I might right. get somebody get a, par- a speeding ticket, and I'll be in trouble with, with them. <laughs> and they won't send me 20 bucks. <laughs> right. So don't, so don't don't let that bill move. You know, and I think that's the hypocrisy of this. You, you, you know, you don't get a truly democratic process because no one wants it. They want to be able to control the outcome. And if you can control the outcome, you're in charge, buddy. Right. And that's, you know, and, uh, well, when Fred was state house member, Fred Keller would visit us. He, you know, he would say, what is it, 235, 6 and 1, one mm-hmm. or, or uh, 50 and 1 was the mar- the uh, margin you needed to get things through. And the last one was the governor. But I- in reality, it isn't like that. It's really just one from the get-go. It's a legislative chairperson of a committee in Harrisburg that always gets to decide whether things advance. Then it's off to the bigger numbers and the committee numbers and so on. But it always starts with just one individual, and they have to agree with it. You know, and if they're if they're an elected uh, good a staunch Democrat, and you want to do something that involves, you know, what's a border security or something that's thought of as a Republican ideal, they'll just bottle it up. That's the end of that. So you, you go home. Well, I look at, and I'm, I'm only use this as an example because I'm familiar with it, but the radar bill was sent to the Ways and Means Committee to die. You know, it had really no impact on ways and means. There were there were there weren't any extraordinary expenses to the state as a result of this. And matter of fact, the state probably stood to make a little more money. They get the lion's share out of these speeding tickets, not the municipality. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it would have probably been revenue neutral at least for them. If not, maybe they made a few extra bucks. Well, they wouldn't wouldn't want to do that in Harrisburg. So I mean, the Ways and Means Committee is where they send things to die. You mm-hmm. know, oh, we'll send it over to Ways and Means, and they'll get back. To to us, well, they're swamped right now. It'll be six years before they can possibly give you an opinion. Well, one of our good listeners is going to send us a note and say, uh, I know you're complaining about this terrible way we run the democracy in Harrisburg, but is not this the best system in the world? It is, but it's it's flawed. (laughs) It's a flawed system. All right. Well, we don't need a man on horseback. You know, that's been tried too many times, and it's failed too many times. You mean like a king? Yeah, well, a king or a strong man, or you know. Caesar of some type. Perhaps what Donald Trump was trying to become at the end there, where he was trying to a turn, Fuhrer. overturn yeah, he an wanted election. To be a Fuhrer. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Oh, uh, now that's a little far, far apart. Fuhrer, <laughs> the word is leader. Okay. But well, it, unfortunately, it has a different connotation when you say Fuhrer. Got it. Okay. Uh, one of our listeners yesterday, uh, right after a good Republican caller called us, uh, sent us a note and said, up yeah, right in said, a strange thing happened today. I turned into WKOK Radio and got Comedy Central. Oh, it's from Tom. No wonder. Tom. He and EB are our resident critics of all things Republican. Thank heaven. <laughs> yeah, we lost one of the smartest women in the world. She doesn't email us anymore. So. Well, and then uh, we have this uh, on the January 6th. Did we touch on January? January 6th today? I guess we did. Not really. Oh, he says, Pelosi handed handed the videos and documents of this hearing over to the National Archives to be sealed at 30 to 50 years. What do they have to hide? Yes, this is from a news source. I wasn't aware of that, were you? No, and I thought everything had come out. I did, too. But what is it that they have to Well, maybe the videos of the interviews themselves. I know the transcripts are out there, but maybe some supporting documents have to stay secret. Who knows? 
But the transcripts are out there, so we know that that's there. And, you know, what's going to come of this? Who knows? Um, if you turn all this information over to the Justice Department, well, they already know about all of it. President Trump's already being investigated. You know, Scott Perry's already being investigated. So these guys that were, you know, the real uh, pushers of trying to get uh, the votes thrown out and to uh, undo a good election, well, they're... You know, they're already being investigated for their part in January 6th or other wrongdoing. Well, here's an interesting story from the Los Angeles Times. Republicans are attempting to pass a new House rule to block materials compiled by the January 6th panel uh, from immediately going to the National Archives. Although the House Committee investigating the insurrection, I love this, the Los Angeles Times calls it an insurrection. <laughs> well, what, what was it? You have seditionists <laughs> trying to take it over the It was a go- riot. Okay, you have people who are accused of being sed- well, they're now convicted of sedition. Well, you're not letting me finish the story. Right, We're going to quibble over whether it's a riot or an insurrection. Okay, anyway, go ahead. All right. Has released a trove of transcripts and underlying information backing up its report. The vast majority of raw information the panel collected is slated to be sent to the National Archives, where it could be locked away for up to 50 years. But the proposed rules package the new Congress will vote on supposedly yesterday, but that didn't happen, orders that any record created by the panel must instead be sent to the House Committee on House Administration by January 17th and orders the National Archives to return any material it has already received. Mm, okay. Well, to be continued. We'll so have to hear what, what they want to keep secret and why. But none of this stuff is going to happen if they don't elect a speaker. And I think what, it, what is really interesting is that the House members, the newly elected House members, can't be sworn in until there's a speaker. Right. And the Washington Post did a super article. They didn't say that it was a sidebar to the uh, main article about Kevin McCarthy, and it was focusing on the families who were in the um, wings oh, and the galleries. Oh, to see their loved ones to, sworn in. Right, to see their loved ones sworn in, and it didn't happen. And they described what the kids were doing to pass the time and playing and uh, infants squirming in their mother's arms while they were waiting for all I this to happen. I saw a couple of young girls dancing around the floor of the house yesterday after one of the votes, and I said to my <laughs> wife, what are those girls doing there? I those didn't think about it. They were there for that. Time, okay. yeah. So, yeah, so, I but thought the, it was bring your daughter to work day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, actually, but uh, not the official one. But, uh, yeah, in any event, what were we talking about? Okay, so um, back to the... Uh, we were talking about the archives. Right. The, uh, well, this. the archives should, you know, if, if they have something secret, it should be vetted before Democrats get to decide that, you know, I think the courts could probably do a better job of that than Nancy Pelosi could. Well, if, I thought, if she's involved in the decision-making anymore. I thought what something was very interesting yesterday. I was listening to the talking heads during this debate on the vote, and one of them said, and of course, and it's true, anybody can be the Speaker of the House. They said, maybe they'll ask Donald Trump to serve. Oh, I'm can, sure he'd be willing. It can you imagine a, that? It would give him a good title to hold on to while he's campaigning. Well, yeah, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Right. That's, uh, that would be very You don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker? No, you don't. <laughs> That's like, you don't have to be a lawyer to be a judge. Isn't and that you bizarre? Don't. <laughs> I know, it's strange. But, uh, and you don't have to live in the district you represent if you're a congressman. Don't you think some of these rules were created to preserve the what some people want rather than what's best for the country? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think they were done so that they'd be open to working class people getting an opportunity I mean, to help no sh- run things and yeah. decide things and judge things. Well, there's no shortage of people willing to run for Congress. I mean, any, almost anybody, you know, hold my hat, mm-hmm. I'll run. <laughs> oh, I think it's hold my beer. Oh, hold my beer. Yeah, okay. I'm running for Congress. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think running for Congress with the beer in your hand is going to get you many votes. But well, you no, know, you have to have tell. someone hold it for you. But you know, it, it's going back to the situation in Washington. Nothing is, can happen here until they get this settled. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so frustrating because the Republicans, and I have, must agree with EB, they look stupid. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I think they look fine. You know, they don't agree. They have a lot of policy differences. Some of them stand for one thing and others stand for others. I think it's MAGA versus reasonable, and this mm. is how you want things to pan out. No, but come on. This this is a Republican Party that argued that the Democrats are incompetent. They're lousing mm-hmm. this thing up. They're screwing up the country. They're doing the worst possible stuff. And if we get elected we're going to do better. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when does well, maybe that start? Maybe the vortexes remove their brains. <laughs> well, something put a straw in their head and sucked something out. <laughs> I think it probably straw. might be their brain. Ew. But, I mean, I really think they they need to get this resolved. They need to get it resolved today. You know, and, and uh, they're arguing, McCarthy argues that he's earned this. He's he's putting his time. He he's actually done the said job. that yes, into a did. microphone. He said, I, I earned, earned this. this. Well, did he? You know, yeah, is he's it been a good Republican? Is it an earned position? Aside from kissing President Trump's ring, he's been re- relatively reasonable at most times, especially right after the insurrection. He said it was President Trump's fault, and then he changed his mind. I well, think he was a little lower than the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get back to the Moving around. sectorial Moving references. On. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's take a quickie break, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, you can talk about Kevin McCarthy. Maybe we also talked about a MAGA hat in plain sight at a school function with kids not present, and that irritated some of the members of oh, the Oh, they felt threatened teachers. and intimidated. And, uh, well, that's your view of this, I'm sure. That's they just, what they said, uh, I think they probably just felt it was inappropriate. But no, anyway. They felt intimidated. Oh, did they? Okay. Threatened. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Hey, I want to tell you about another vehicle. We've been talking about the Kona. That is a Hyundai vehicle. That's a fantastic vehicle. But uh, just what Joe does not want to hear. There is an electric version, and it's actually better than the normal Kona because its uh, gasoline mileage is rated at one hundred and twenty miles per hour or one per gallon. And guess what? One hundred twenty miles per hour, man. Now you're talking. It has the same <laughs> price, so. You can go with the 201 horsepower motor that's in the gasoline version or the electric version that has a 300-mile range. So, again, 300 miles is not what you're going to take across the country or to the beach or anything like that. But it could be the right vehicle for you to get around town, running all your errands, running back and forth to Harrisburg to buy shoes, whatever it happens to take. And it does have a 240-volt connector. It does not have the DC connector that charges batteries in about 30 seconds. Uh, So you're going to have to wait for that the next version of the Kona, but maybe the 83 or the, the 2023 has it. But the Hyundai Kona Electric, you can get one at the Sunbury Motor Company. Same price as the gasoline version of the SUV, the Hyundai Kona Electric, uh, available these days. And you can get one from the Sunbury Motor Company, uh, and we would invite you to do so. SunburyMotors.com mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. <laughs> Had my glasses off. I'm reading some. Yeah, I can't seem to find a definitive answer as to whether you, they'll sell your house at a tax sale just for school taxes. They do say that they can sell it in Pennsylvania for property tax. And, of course, real estate taxes is part of the property taxes you pay. But it doesn't specifically <laughs> say that if you if you paid your county and are you okay? I just read one of the texts. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> Which one? The Fred Keller The top one? one? No. Ah, well, okay. both the first and the second one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I can't seem to find an definitive answer as to whether school taxes will be sufficient to sell a home. You can get a lien on it for sure, but the question is, can they sell it? That we don't know. Well, now you have to read them since you so talked about them. Yesterday's show, and we had a number of people call in about uh, faith-based issues, made me feel like we should pass a collection plate. <laughs> sure. We could use the revenue around here. Go ahead. And then another one says, isn't Fred Keller on unemployment? I believe he's retired from the House, State House. And no, from I don't the think he's retired. I Congress. don't think he was there long enough. No. Oh, well, don't they get something even if they serve one full no, term? No, I think you have to be vetted. I don't think oh, he was there long well, enough. Well, he certainly was in the State House. Uh, well, yeah, in Pennsylvania okay. House, maybe. And then the school board is an elected entity, thus a level of government. And if you don't pay your school tax, you can lose your home. Okay, and now we got Mike from Bloomsburg. Mike, you're on the mark. I was wondering if you'd call today. Good morning. You're yeah. on the mark. Well, you know, I wasn't going to call until I heard Cindy's voice on the radio. And I, and I have to say, she is so uplifting to me. Uh, if she ran for any office, I don't care what, what party it was, I would write a check to her campaign because she just, to me, is wonderful. I, I love her voice. I love her attitude, and I love the way she talks. But, Mark, I'm calling about something that you said. And I, I think you said it's MAGA versus the reasonable people. Is, is that what I heard you say? In On the McCarthy thing is, yeah, this Freedom Caucus is primarily the 20-some people that are voting against McCarthy. McCarthy's trying to be reasonable. Well, okay, he's trying to be reasonable. But uh, on the other side of the aisle, there's been instances where these type of fights have gone on for a long time. I, I heard a number on the radio... 130 votes at one time in our history and you know the end of the world didn't come then and <laughs> and, and what really is precipitating this call uh, aside from Cindy is the fact that I heard you say MAGA versus reasonable people and I, I would be considered MAGA which would be derogatory to many people and I just want to say this Barack Obama when he was president I remember he said that people like me we cling to our guns and our religion, okay, as if that was something bad to try to put us <laughs> down. And then Hillary, what, what was I was in the basket of deplorables when Hillary was running for president. And I'll tell you what, we could go down the long list of nasty ways that Joe Biden has characterized people like myself. And, you know, I, I just don't get it. How can we say 
MAGA people are bad and everybody else is reasonable, when we have a Democrat party that has for a long time criticized uh, people that are conservative or independent as bad people and try to tar and feather us, just like right now dragging all this stuff out with Trump and this January 6th thing that went on and on and on and on and you know, took up a lot of time, a lot of airtime. But basically the message was, hey, if you vote for Republicans at any level, we're going to have an insurrection. And that's the way they operate. That's the way the left operates. And now, I mentioned the left, and the la- this is, I honest to God, this is the last thing I'm going to say. But I hope <laughs> I don't die after this, but anyway. Uh, okay, the left. Now, I, I like to pay attention to the weather. Uh, people that have heard me call probably know that. And we've had a terrible drought in uh, California for the last three years. And, you know, basically they have a cyclical weather pattern out there. They have a couple of years of drought, a couple of years of rain, a couple of years of drought. But this drought lasted longer. Plus, we have more people out there sucking up the water. We have more environmental rules that aren't favorable to, you know, conserving the water. And so the drought has been worse. And it's been characterized as an extreme weather event, this drought, which is just normal throughout history. Okay. Now, my friends on the left are not aware that California is really on the way to recovering from this multi-year drought with the precipitation patterns that they've had already this year and that have carried over into January. So I did a little survey of my friends on the left, and I said, hey, have you heard about all the rain and snow that California's getting? Did it make your radar screen yet? They said, no, I didn't know about that. And then the last thing I, I was able to say to them, I said, well, you know what? When they're able to characterize the rain and the snow that they're getting as normal and say that it's an extreme weather event, it'll be on your TV screen and you'll, you'll know about it. So that, that what I'm trying to say here is there's a big difference between reasonable people that try to understand the big picture and get a handle on things and those that sit in front of CNN and MSNBC and uh, what's the uh, there's another one I can't remember what it is all day and all night and then they watch Good Morning America in the morning <laughs> to get their news and uh, I, I just I just hope that we don't completely keep dumbing ourselves down. Fair enough. And uh, end of uh, rant today. Perfect. Have a good one, man. All right. Good timing. Thanks all right. for your Thank you so much, Appreciate Mike. your call, Mike. Thanks. Take care. You're Thanks welcome. for Take calling care, in. All right. Steve's been waiting, so Steve's going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, Steve. You're on the mark. Thank you. Hey, I I had to call because I have a pet peeve, and and nobody has ever heard this except my wife, and she's getting tired of hearing it. <laughs> We're here for you. My pet peeve is drivers, people who do not turn on their headlights when either dark or foggy conditions <laughs> demand it. This morning is just a great, great example. You know how foggy it is out there? I do. I can see that on the camera. Holy smokes. It's unbelievable. So I'm on I'm on 4th Street in, in Sunbury, and I am I'm pulling out of the bank, okay? I'm telling you, two, a couple of cars go by, no headlights. You can't even see them. Hmm. What is it with people? That it's it's foggy as heck. Nobody can see the cars, and you'll see the same thing at dusk. It's starting to get dark. You can 
barely make out the cars, people don't turn on their headlights. So you're saying that common sense is not that common? Well, I guess. Here's the thing. Two things. Number one, people are sitting behind their steering wheel. They're saying, I can see. So therefore, I don't need to put on my headlights, even though other drivers can't see them, but they think, I can see, so I don't need to turn on my headlights. And then the other thing, and this is the biggest problem, really, is all these new cars, they're not even that new anymore. The headlights work automatically. All the time, yeah. Right. And I think my my wife's vehicle is, is exactly like that. The car decides. The car decides when it's dark enough for your headlights. Doesn't matter how foggy it is. Doesn't matter if it's kind of dusky out there. We let technology decide when to turn on the headlights. So I had to call. All right, thank you. Off my chest. I'll probably call in again next time it's foggy. And I'm just <laughs> oh, that somebody is out there in their car right now thinking. Jeez. Maybe I should turn my headlights on. I pity the guy near you who isn't using their turn signal. Oh, my gosh, that's going to be an hour-long rant. Uh, I've done that a few times myself. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Well, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Steve. you for letting me vent. Yeah, Anytime, no buddy. That's why we're here. Thanks for calling. It's up. cheaper than paying for a psychiatrist, Steve, any day of the week. All right. Thank <laughs> you. All right, Steve uh, Kushaloff, our good uh, filler-inner when I'm yes. not here. We're going to ask him to sit in uh, near the end of the month, I think, uh, 20th, 30th, or the 1st of February, something like that. We'll, we'll let you know. 1-800-795-9565. Stand by, Paul. We'll do this ASAP. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Ready to go. Paul Berwick, PA. You're on the mark. Yes, um, I think it's time for the Republicans to get behind Kevin McCarthy. I think our uh, representatives from this area, Muser and Thompson, are not on the list of those who voted against him. So um, uh, if, if they would get on, these others uh, should recognize people like Jim Jordan, who's a leader in the uh, in the uh, uh, Freedom Caucus, uh, these uh, these others ought to get on board w- with them and get on to the business that's at hand. The rules that they have proposed. There's a long list of very good things that uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy's behind and 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 uh, uh, all the leadership that proposed that. Uh, they would really make a big change in the. Uh, way the House runs, and I think they should get on with that, and that includes that there's a provision that they can call to re, to vacate the, the chair uh, with just five members. They've already got that in the rules, 
So uh, I, I don't know, you know, uh, there's always the danger that there would be a group of people like uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsinger that would side with the Democrats and vote for their leader, and you could have a Republican majority with a Democratic speaker. Um, Kensinger's uh, so, leaving, so that he's gone. What that? Kensinger's gone. His term expired. Well, I, I understand. Liz Cheney's gone too. The people in their districts didn't want them uh, and voted them down. But I'm saying people who would want to do what they did and become stars in the media uh, and so forth, they could they could do that. It would only take a small number to to give them. Uh, the Democrats have tried. Very improbable situation, but there's a lot of important things that need to be done, and they need to get busy uh, doing that and so forth. And, I, and again, I think the primary thing is to get back to regular order, have all the committees stuff, do the appropriation bills, try to get the spending under control, and uh, and and work on all of these kinds of things. And yes, the investigations will get done, but they're not the primary thing. The primary thing is actually running the government, getting back to having uh, uh, sensible spending plans and so forth. When you talk about this, we're not only uh, $31 trillion in debt on our on our on the regular budget, we have, uh, we have obligations uh, beyond that with Social Security and everything that's something like $200 trillion. Uh, of unfunded liabilities and so forth. So um, we're playing around with what the Democrats have been doing with uh, uh, just having a complete economic meltdown. And um, they need to—they really need to get business and get the get the country back in in order and get uh, uh, the com- country moving forward. We need good government in Washington, in other words, right? Yes. Well, that's not what we're going to get. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they don't no, have it I, in them. I think I think with Kevin McCarthy's leadership, I think we perhaps could. I've heard him speaking on a number of programs, and when he talks about how he's worked, he worked to try to get good candidates to run for office. Then he went out and campaigned for him. He worked hard, just like Ted Cruz does in the Senate, and so forth. They really work at at trying to build a majority and so forth. And there's I'm, I'm, they're not the only ones, but there are some that I know of because. I've heard them talking about different things that they do, and and they also have programs of introducing the, the new people um, to their offices and, and things like that. They have workshops and retreats and things that they that they work with them on. So um, I think Kevin McCarthy's been doing a great amount of work, and that's what he's talking about. And um, the. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why these others are being like lone rangers or showboats or, right. or whatever, but they can they can work these things out in their in their caucus, and I think they have a lot better rules to work with if they'll vote these new rules in. All right. Yep. I yep. remain optimistic okay. as well. Thank you, I sir. Agree with you. Thanks, let's thanks get McCarthy. Appreciate let's, that. let's nominate McCarthy, get him elected, and get going with business. Tom has words for Mike. Says the shoe fits. Wear it. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> that was I probably good for one sentence, but we don't. Referring to yesterday's clown show. Oh, that, I got I, you. I okay. If the clown shoe fits. Wear it. Right. And upper right hand corner. This is a good. All one. right. Doug says what's missing from the January 6th farce is thousands of hours of videos that the left doesn't want anyone to see. We've been saying that there are videos out there that show Capitol Police opening doors, FBI informants egging people on to go into the Capitol, people, probably Antifa and such, changing into MAGA gear in the bushes, etc., etc. These videos show that the January 6th was a setup to cover up a true insurrection, the steal of the 2020 election. 
Wow. Okay. Hey, you got it bad. <laughs> Perfect right? ending right to the show right Exclamation there. Exclamation <laughs> point. All right. Thank you, Doug, for the email. We yep. love your opinions and everyone else's. We'll take more comers tomorrow. We'll have open phones. We'll shoot. We're promised we're near the top of the list for CBS, so we'll see how that pans I'm out. I'm going to bring a collection plate tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. I got five bucks. I'll put it yeah, in. All right. Good for you. I got a little envelope. All my money goes to the future fund, just so you know. Okay. This is w- I like the human fund. This is WKOK Sunbury.